to Chan's The Man Apologetics. I'm your host, Chan Heron, where we follow the mantra of the late Francis Schaeffer to get Christians to think in totals rather than bits and pieces. What is truth? Is truth relative to the individual? Is truth relative to the circumstances? Is truth something you discover? Or is truth something you decide? Let's think about this for a moment. In the year 2014, the NFL Rules Committee got together because they felt like that the extra point was too close. It boasted a 99.4% success rate of all NFL kickers in 2014. The current attempt was around 20 yards. Well, in 2015, they voted to move the extra point back to the 15-yard line, which would make the attempt now uh, about a 25-yard field goal. And after that, the success rate moved from 99.4% to 94.6% in 2015. This brings up a very interesting question. Can the NFL Rules Committee get together and change the length of the extra point if they so desire? Well, the answer to that question is obvious. Well, yes, of course they can because they're the NFL Rules Committee. They can decide how far the extra point is. They can decide other rules such as how much a touchdown is worth or how much a safety is worth. But suppose that the NFL Rules Committee got together and they decided that the speed of light was too fast and they wanted to change it from an 186,000 meters per second to 100,000 meters per second. Could they do that? It would not matter how many people voted in the NFL Rules Committee to change the speed of light because they could not do that because it's a type of law that's fixed. It's part of the furniture of the universe, if you will. And what this does is this brings up a very interesting category of the two different kinds of truth. I believe that there's truths that you discover and there's truths that you decide. Truths that you decide are true in a NFL rules committee kind of way. They're based on opinions, personal preferences. They're neither right or wrong. But then you have a second kind of truth that's a type of truth that we discover in a speed of light kind of way. They're truths that are already there. We just discover them. We don't decide them. And they are either right or wrong. They are based on facts and not feelings. Unfortunately, in our culture today, people confuse truths that we decide with truths that we discover. I mean, if you think about this, we expect people to tell us truth in every area of our lives. We expect truth from our parents. We expect truth from the advertising labels that we see. I mean, imagine going into a store and you pick it up a can of beans and it says on the outside, beans. And you expect that the person who put the label on there is telling the truth about what the content of that can is and that it's beans and not Alpo dog food to feed to your children. Think about this, too. We also expect truth from our doctors and lawyers and politicians, though we can forget about getting truth from our politicians. Even 
criminals, when they have people working under them, expect them to tell the truth. So truth is really important in our lives, isn't it? Of course it is, unless it deals with morality or religion. Because what happens then is people turn truths that we discover into truths that we decide. And that, I think, is the problem. Let's talk about the tests for truth. There's actually three tests of truth. First is the test of coherence, and it asks this question, does it make sense? If I was to tell you that I met a woman who was 10 years younger than her son yesterday, you could immediately reject it because it is logically impossible for a woman to be 10 years younger than her son. It fails the test of coherence. So even if the most intelligent person on the planet said this, you could immediately dismiss it as false because it fails the test of coherence. The laws of logic, the laws of reason have to be met in order to communicate something that's true. So... A square circle, a married bachelor, a a woman that's 10 years younger than her son failed the test of coherence because they're logically impossible. The second test of truth is what we call the correspondence theory of truth. The correspondence theory of truth asks this two questions. I like to put them together is, can I check it out and does it match up with reality? Does it correspond to reality? So, for example, if I say, I saw a hot air balloon with the American flag land on the lawn across from our street, and a person says, well, that that doesn't fail the test of coherence because it's logically possible for a hot air balloon to land. And then I look outside, and I test it, and I see, well, I'll be. There is a hot air balloon with the American flag on it that landed in the yard across the street. It matches up with reality. Therefore, the person has told the truth. This is the garden variety definition of truth. Can I check it out? Does it match up with reality? And I think one of the biggest issues today that we can check out to know if it's true would be gender. If a person says, I am female, but in reality, their biology Their sexual anatomy, their DNA contains the XY chromosome, then we can say it doesn't match up with reality, therefore it's not the truth. Now, I'm not saying these people are intentionally lying. The problem is that facts don't care about your feelings. That's one of the tenets of truths that you discover. Being male and female goes right down to the genetic makeup, to your brain chemistry, to your sexual organs. So changing clothes and changing your gender in your mind, you can do that, but it doesn't match up with the test of correspondence. And I think we do people a disservice to pretend as if men can be women and women can be men. Now, since I'm a follower of Jesus of Nazareth, I take his view of gender. And you might say, well, what is Jesus of Nazareth's view of gender? Well, in Matthew chapter 19, he's asked about divorce. And you know what he says to us? Have you not read that he which made them in the beginning made them male and female? And then he goes on to talk about marriage later in that same chapter. He says, for this reason shall a man leave his father and mother, be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. Now, That's Jesus' definition of gender and marriage. 
And since I'm a follower of Christ, I take his view. That's not bigoted. It's biology. It's a truth that we discover. If God created the universe, as Jesus seemed to indicate in his Matthew 19 discourse, then it's not truths that we decide. Those are truths that we discover. Have you ever been to a gender reveal party? A gender reveal party, not a gender decide party. It's one of those truths that we discover. And unfortunately, those type of truths have been misconstrued in our culture. So let's recap. We have the coherence test for truth. Does it make sense? We have the correspondence view of truth. Can I check it out? Does it match reality? And third test for truth is authority. Is my authority credible? Almost everything we've learned, we learn from some authority. You learned your ABCs from either your parents or your kindergarten teacher. When you were born, you didn't ask the nurse, what day is it so I can write down the day of my birth? No, you relied on some authority, your parents, to tell you when your birthday was. Well, an honest question then is asked, how good is your authority? And people that are out of their training and authority are not speaking as an authority. So a person who is no authority in a subject matter where they have no training, we can dismiss them. That doesn't necessarily mean they're completely false. Maybe they've done their homework. But celebrities a lot of time step out of their celebrity authority about acting and tell us, the common citizen, about issues where they have not thought things through and are not very careful and they're not an authority on Sometimes scientists will step out of the science lab and put on a philosopher's coat. And unfortunately, many scientists are bad philosophers. So you have to ask yourself, how good is your authority? Well, in the Christian worldview, since I'm a follower of Jesus, his authority is what I take. And Jesus made some very outlandish claims. He claimed to be God in the flesh. He claimed to be the only way to the Father. Now, if I was to ask someone to describe my mother and then another stranger to describe my mother and then another one, and then I described my mother and then I asked everyone whose description is the most accurate, you would probably accept mine because I'm in a better position than the others to describe my mother. And some people are in a elevated position authority position, and I would ascribe that position to Jesus. Jesus tells us the right way to the Father. And so I challenge you to look at the issues of truth, determine if these are truths that we decide and truths that we discover, and how good are they? Are they coherent? Is the claim correspond with reality? And is there an authority that can back that up. You've been listening to Chance the Man Apologetics. Have a good day.